All righty, man. Well, let's uh, let's get into it, man. Um, first and foremost, man, I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me tonight. Um, I'm Joseph Chisholm. For those of you listening, um, I'm the host for the Uncommon Sense podcast, and we have Jason, who's one of the the co-hosts uh, for the show. And I'm gonna let him introduce himself real quick. Hey, what's up? What's going on? Yep. I mean, I'm glad to be here talking with my man, Joe. It's been a while. We've been talking about getting this thing set up, but uh, thanks for having me. And yes, as he mentioned, I am a co-host of the show, which is another podcast uh, brought to you by Anchor.fm. Thank you, Anchor, for uh, the free podcast platform and support and distribution. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Joe. Hey, man, anytime, man. Um, so there's a couple of things I want to talk to you about tonight. Um, one, I know that you've had to make some decisions for yourself and your family here recently. And um, just wanted to touch bases with you. I don't have family. I don't have a wife. I don't have kids to worry about or anything else like that. Um, but for someone who, you know, puts their life on the line, um, dedicates himself to protect the community in which they serve, you know, how do you feel about the mandates that's been kind of pushed kind of your way? Well, how do I put this? Uh, well, when it comes to the vaccine, excuse me, when it comes to the vaccine itself, um, I am not a person who is an anti-vaxxer. Right. I'm not one of those people out here that's like, oh, I don't, I don't get vaccinations. My kids don't get vaccinations. We're all, we're all natural health, natural this, natural that. No, I, I have no problem with the vaccines and the immunizations that we get uh, uh, regularly or that, you know, they give us when we're little kids and we're born and they kind of periodically give us as we're getting a little bit older. Uh, I've never had a problem with vaccinations in and of itself. However, right. my problem is with this vaccination, the fact that it's being mandated is mandatory and it's not left to be a choice. That's right. the part that I have a problem with because I understand that there are people who may have pre-existing um, health concerns or health conditions where getting the vax definitely helps them out. And again, I'm not a I'm not in the scientific world. I'm not someone that's sitting up here, uh, you know, knowing all that information from scientific or doctor or hospital standpoint. Uh, I've done my research and I've read what I need to read and I've listened to folks out there. And from what I surmise, the vaccine is not something that I need. Okay. Right. Uh, I like, as you mentioned, being on the front lines, I'm in law enforcement and specifically uh, in the immigration department of law enforcement. So when this COVID stuff first hit, I was hearing about it. I'm right there on the front lines when these flights from China and other countries are coming in. These folks are stepping off the plane. I'm right there talking to them right in their face, grabbing their passports, their documents things like that and talking to them, being within close proximity. This is before there was a vaccine, before we knew much about this, um, this, this virus. So I've been on the front lines since day one. I never took time off. I never, uh, I, I never left or anything like that. 
So again, as someone who's been exposed to this and I've never tested positive for COVID, I wouldn't be surprised if when it's all said and done, they say that, yeah, Jason, you had COVID at, at some point. I always felt like there were these times where I would go through a little something for a few days and then I'd be fine afterwards. My body just, for whatever reason, fights it off. Um, I think it's the flow nasal that I take the nasal spray, <laughs> but that's that's a whole different story, bro. But anyways, I'm I'm just basically trying to answer you know your, your question as full as I can. Um, mm -mm. When it comes to the vaccine vaccines, I believe that it should be a choice, and that's th that's where I stand. I, I don't think that it's fair to um, bully people into submission. Like they can say, well, yeah, no one's putting a gun to your head making you do it. Well, yeah, no. But at the same time, when you say, OK, we're going to put you on 14 day unpaid suspension. And then if you continue to resist, we're going to remove you from your job. My career this 15 years. Yeah. You're kind of giving me no choice. So, yeah, I, I got I got um, I got half of the vaccination done just a couple of days ago. I went into CVS and got the Moderna. And I'm yeah. going to get the other half November 1st because we are Department of Homeland Security has mandated you got to be fully vaccinated by November 22nd or face uh, penalties or, yeah, that's, that's or disciplinary a, actions. Absolutely. So with, with the time frame that they're giving you um, for the vaccine um, and having to have it done, um, how long ago did they give you that notification? Well, we got the notif we got the email that came out, uh, I want to say a week ago or so. We, we knew it was kind of coming down the pipeline when, when <coughs> Biden mandated the military. And then they said all federal government workers and contracted federal government people. So we knew it was coming. Then we officially got the email from Homeland Security. And then what we were kind of waiting for was our component of Homeland Security, CBP. They're going to, you know, their management will sort of trickle down and disseminate uh, what, what their expectations are of it. So when we got that main email, many officers had questions, which our management couldn't at answer at the time. They kept giving us, you know, we don't know exactly just yet. Yeah, we know the deadline, but what is the or else? What is the, you know, what's the what's the ultimatum if we decide we don't want to? Because many of us don't want to do it. So um, we were told that there was going to be a virtual town hall with our port director, which uh, in, in Customs and Border Protection, your port director is going to be your highest, your highest ranking person, your high, the, the leader at that particular port of entry. So we were waiting for our virtual town hall with her. It got pushed back a few days. And then um, the NTEU, which is our union, the union president sent out an email to everyone. And that basically laid out the guidelines as far as to the punishment or the punishment or the disciplinary actions that would take that will happen if you do not follow through with getting fully vaccinated by the deadline. Yeah. So they said that they said that our deadline was uh, you had to have had your last shot by November 8th because it takes two weeks from then for your, uh, I guess, full vaccination to kick in. They want everyone to be fully vaccinated by November 22nd, which is a deadline. So the November 22nd date, that's when you have to have both of them or you have to have like. Yes, yes, yes. Which meaning oh. it you have to have had your last shot by November 8th. So the two week period can pass by. Yeah. To say that you're fully, 
inoculated or vaccinated or whatever words you want to use. Yeah, yeah. That you're fully covered. So I get my last shot on November 1st. Okay. Right on. Right on. Well, um, you know, so you got the Moderna. Um, you know, I don't know a whole lot about the Moderna one, honestly. Um, I haven't looked that one up as much as I have the Pfizer um, or the J&J because, you know, there's big news on the J&J at one point. Right. Um, but I know the Moderna is one that my mother point was considering herself um but then she got covid and now you know she doesn't know if she even wants to to even get it because she you know she's already beat it so um right you know what i mean so you know i obviously in that endeavor i wish you well you know i know it wasn't the decision that you wanted to make personally um you know like you said your hands were kind of tied and you know i saw something today i don't know if you saw it uh, but the video of andrew wiggins you know saying hey like i got it you know um, they asked him how he felt about it. He's like, well, I was kind of forced to. It's either that or, you know, I don't have really a job, you know. So it's kind of the same same take you have. You know, yeah, yeah he's holding a gun to your head. But, you know, like you said, it's, okay, I got to provide for my family. This is what I do for a living. And this is like the only thing I've done for the last 15 years. Right. So it's, you know, you're late in the game in learning a new new trick, if you will. You know, old dogs learning new tricks. and. Yeah. Uh-huh feet wet you know that's that's scary stuff like i have a friend um i have a buddy named randy you know he just his office where he worked at they closed down you know so that's the only thing he's done for the last 18 years so he's going through trying to figure out what he's going to do you know now you know what i mean yeah yeah so, like i can't imagine i can't imagine can't well imagine. <clears throat> it, it it is very tough and uh, i i wanted to fight this thing all the way through to the end. And that's what I told folks. Um, I got into a bit of a um, heated discussion with my father the other day about mm-hmm. it because he's, he's all about the vaccine. He's getting that he's in that, you know, Detroit Democrat my, mindset. And it, mm-hmm. it's disappointing that my own father, I asked him, could you, yeah, I say, cause we kind of got into it a little bit and we were going back and forth. You know, he, he was wanting to know about, well, why, what is it that you don't like about the vaccination? And I told him, I said, I'm not against the vaccination. I'm not against people getting the vaccine, but I said, it should be left at a personal choice. You sh- it should not be uh, mandated or you shouldn't be bullied into doing it. And he couldn't understand. He said, well, why, you know, you're, when you take it, you're, you're protecting yourself and you're protecting others. And I said, well, dad, how are you protecting others? He said, well, if you're vaccinated, then you won't it's is lower chances of you spreading it to other people. And I said, no, dad, that's incorrect. I said, the vaccine is only for you. For those folks that champion the vaccine, don't say you're doing it to protect others. Just say you're doing it to protect yourself because that's all you can do is protect yourself. Now, again, people can fact check me on this, whether I'm right or wrong, that's fine. I'm not trying to say that what I'm saying is the God's God's truth. Right. But from the from the research that I've done, from the videos I've seen, the vaccine is it protects your lower respiratory system, which is why they always say, you know, it keeps you from going to the hospital because, you know, it won't, it won't kill your lungs to the point where you can't breathe, but it does not protect your upper respiratory system, which is where you'll get your slight cold symptoms, Mm -hmm. which you can still catch even if you're fully vaccinated or you can still pass on to others. So I, I was explaining to my dad, like, look, like you can still, if you can be fully vaccinated, you can still catch COVID. You can be fully vaccinated. You can still 
pass COVID to someone else. So what is the point of getting fully vaccinated if I feel I don't need it? Now, if you're someone that's maybe diabetic or you have, you know, asthma problems or something like that, then, or, you know, maybe you're a person of older age, you want to get the vaccine? Fine. That's great. It's for you. But don't make it seem like because I didn't want to get it that I'm a a threat to anyone but myself. My wife and my oldest son recently had COVID. Yeah. Okay. They both, they, they both caught it. They, they basically quarantined in, in my wife quarantined in our bedroom me and my, my my little my young son slept on the couch. My girls, they slept in their bedroom. Mark, my oldest son who caught COVID also, he he stayed in his bedroom most of the time. When he came out, yeah, he did wear a mask. But And my kids, it, it was hard for them not being able to touch and hug mommy, but they knew mommy's sick, so we can't go go in there touching and hugging her. We have to. You, you can come in the bedroom and say hi, but you have to keep your distance. We, we did all of that in our house. Imagine that, a house full of six people, two people, <laughs> got COVID. The little ones didn't catch it. When my wife tested positive and my son tested positive, I tested negative. All right. Um, What we did was basically we did it the old school way. Uh, Vitamins, minerals, elderberry, zinc, um, (laughs) you know, uh, those Starbucks, uh, what do you call them? Uh, Medicine balls, man, (laughs) all kinds of like uh, lozenges and, and just medicine and zinc and vitamin D and elderberry. Those are like the main three things. Lots of water, lots of fluids. Mm-hmm. And by day, and, and yeah, the, the first couple of days, it was a little rough for my wife and Mark. Um, it did not attack their lower respiratory system. They would never have, her, have her problems breathing. It was just the first few days, the body aches, the fever, mm-hmm lethargic, you know, being tired. Um, mm-hmm. though those things pretty much just kind of hit them kind of hard headaches, but that was it. It wasn't as bad. And I'm not trying to say that COVID, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to, um, dismiss COVID or say that it's not bad. Yeah. It, I don't play it. It, it, it affects different people in different ways. Right. Well, so, so, um, well, we, we beat it. We yeah. beat it in this house and no one's vaccinated and we got through it. So, yeah. There you have it. There's our experiment right there for us. So we, I felt like I don't need to get vaccinated. When she finally tested negative, I tested myself again. I tested negative. I've tested negative three times uh, back in early August before I had my um, appendectomy surgery. I had Mm. to take a COVID test and I tested negative. So there's your proof. I've been out. I've been exposed to everything, all types of people. And I test negative. Yeah. So. I don't, I feel I don't need to get vaccinated. Hey, yeah, I'm with you, you know, and I've been to your house, you know, so I know, <laughs> I know the comfort of your apartment, you know, right. so when you were telling me about that, you know, because obviously those of you who don't know, um, me and Jason listening, you know, we're, we're really good friends. Um, we met on Twitter um, originally, but we've actually hung out together. I've actually been to his place um, yeah. and met family. So I've been to his place and to think about two people in this household and thinking about, you know, them having COVID. And then of course he's got two little girls and another little boy, um, you know, that didn't get it at all. Um, and then himself, you know, cause yeah. you know, I know you were doing everything you could for the wife and your, your son, um, who also, had right. well, you know, so, you know, it's just, everybody's immune system is different, you know, um, yeah. me 
thankfully I had COVID, you know, right before they got it, you know, I got it. What was it like four days before they did? Um, and right. They Something COVID. like that. Yeah. So yep. we were battling COVID at the same time, you know, and my experience was way different than what your, you know, your wife's and your son's experience was mine's the headaches and the body aches and things like that. Right. Um, but even my roommate, my roommate got COVID first. Um, right. You know, my roommate, he's a police officer. Um, he got COVID, um, you know, and then a few days later, you know, I came down with COVID and, you know, his symptoms were way different than what mine were. You know, like he was, he was almost a spry chicken, probably five days sooner than what I was. Um, okay. You know, for me, it was just fatigue. Like the fatigue factor is what hurt me the most. Now the first, three, yeah. four, it was you know, the cold, hot sweats, you know, sweating like crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that happened with my wife, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the, and the, one day in particular, I literally sweated through four hoodies. Oh, wow. Four separate hoodies. I had to change four different times. I sweated through, four, uh, you know, a and a hoodie, and you can see it through both. Yeah. That's how much I was sweating um, one day in particular. I think it was like day two of me having it. Um, you know, you, you but, mentioned the fatigue factor. Yeah. I wanted to add that in because um, towards the end of it, mm -hmm. that was when uh, my wife was saying like that was like the hardest thing. Like she had, if, if she had to go down the stairs, if she had to come up, mm -hmm. that was exhausting. And yeah. just do, doing the dishes, that was exhausting. I mean, she seems to be back to her normal self. I think the only thing lingering might be a little bit of a cough, which I've told that that's pretty normal. Yeah, it is. that the cough lingers even afterwards, but even when she just got past the 14 days and she was clear, it still took some adjustment as far as her fatigue, fatigue factor. I mean, she's not showing any, anything now, at least she's not telling me, but she seems to be doing, you know, very well getting around, moving around, being back to her regular self. But yeah. it, it takes a minute to get that energy up. And again, as I'm, as I said before, it, it, it's, it's, it affects different people in different ways. This virus is still so new. We don't, we don't know enough yet. Yeah, we don't know so, enough. Yeah, I'm 100% in that camp. You know, for me, it was the the fatigue factor was something that blew my mind because when I was feeling good, you know, um, when I no longer had it anymore, you know, I went to the grocery store because obviously, you know, me and my roommate, we hadn't gone to the grocery store in like two weeks. You know, we were doing like DoorDash or we were doing, um, you know, groceries being delivered to us, but we weren't doing uh -huh. delivered to us. But, you know, I went to the store to get some groceries and, and restock up. And carrying groceries upstairs, man, like I didn't even get a whole lot. You know, I got like maybe $120 worth of groceries, brought it up. And then when I was done with that, like I was sweating so bad. I, was, I just I showered and I literally passed out. I was done. Mm. <laughs> you know, mm. so it took me a while to get over that fatigue factor. You know, and that's, you know, that's why I started running a little bit, you know, because I was working out all the time like two times a day i remember and, yeah yeah and i was you know i lost like 12 pounds you know in that time right before i got covid you know but thankfully i was working out and doing all those things because i think that's what helped me out minus the the vitamins and stuff i've been taking every day anyway right because um, all the vitamins they recommend i've been ever since covid was a huge thing here in the states you know i started taking all those vitamins um, just on the regular, you know, just to keep my immune system ready just in case, because, you know, I just expected to get it at some point. But Joe, Joe it trips me out, man, because um, mm -hmm. when they come out, when they show you the statistics of all the people who 
caught COVID and got hospitalized, they basically yeah. explained to you that, what was it, 79% of the people who got COVID and were hospitalized were mm-hmm. because they were quite unhealthy, like very, mm-hmm. you know, o- obese individuals, mm-hmm. right? No, I'm not I'm not no no Adonis Greek guy myself, but I, I try to, you know, be as healthy as I can. And it seems like the theme of it is the healthier habits you have, the chances are higher of you beating COVID. You know, yeah. if you have a decent diet, some semblance of working out, and this is this isn't like in mainly relatively in adults. Because my wife was even saying that if, even if our kids were to have caught it, mm-hmm. it's it's a 50-50 chance maybe they did, maybe they didn't. Because there was a little bit of coughing, sneezing, sniffling. But that's usually the only symptoms that kids are going to exhibit. Like they say yeah. the percentage of kids dying from COVID is so low that you can't really even put a correct percentage on it. I so one or something like that. I'm yeah. Happy. So So during the time... When 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 my wife and my oldest had COVID, my little ones they they could have gotten it. Like I said, there was at at one point a time when they had a little bit of sniffle sneezing. We were giving them medicine as well, but we all got through it. And the reason why I mentioned the working out and the wellness, it's a shame that instead of like instead of mandating a vaccine, I would like mandate folks get healthier. You know, right. whatever happened to promoting wellness and and natural and boosting natural immunity through vitamins and minerals and exercise and proper dieting things like that right yeah. it, it, so i'm just saying it looking at it as a whole it's a shame that all they care about is promoting the vaccine cuz you can't get no money off people trying to build natural immunity the normal way you, no, you, of you can't not. yeah you can't make billion dollar profits off that versus by making it a mandate for everyone to get a vaccine get this vaccine you can still pass it and catch and receive it so it, it just doesn't make sense no it you don't know? it really don't you know ask it, questions doesn't make sense <laughs> make it make sense right right you know, exactly the thing that i'm happy for for me um you know personally you know to, to piggyback off of that at one point you know i i was the biggest i'd ever been you know um, right before you know i moved out here to arizona um you know i was i was a slob I ain't gonna lie to you. You know, I just kind of let myself go. Um, but I'm glad that when I got out here, I started working out like I did. Um, because honestly, I think like if I would have got it when I first got here, I, I might have been in some trouble because <laughs> I'm not in shape. My, you know, my immune system might have been worth the crap, you know, at that point in time. And usually I have a very solid immune system to begin with. Right. But now I, I 100% am in that camp that, you know, if you want to, do something about, you know, if you get COVID, what are you doing for yourself? You know, what are your eating habits? What are your workout habits? Now, I don't eat the greatest, you know, but I've been working on it. Um, I've been doing really well, you know, since I moved here to Phoenix um, in terms of my eating. Because um, I used to want to go eat out every single day. And if I do DoorDash something, I make sure it's healthy. You know, I'm not. Right. I ain't DoorDash and Burger King. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> You know, so, you know, I'm at a, a point in my life, you know, I'm 35, so I, I'm at a point in my life where I know where I can't get away with eating certain things and want to look a certain way, um, you know, but you're right, man. The pharmaceutical companies, man, they don't want us to take care of ourselves. They don't want us to do the free health care. They don't want us to do the things that, 
you know, is really going to benefit our health. Because if they did, they wouldn't be approving half the things they have over the years. You know what I mean? No, no, they wouldn't. Corn syrup. You know, that's just one thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that shouldn't be, Mm -hmm. you know, so um, what are... What what's your day to day like for you on your job? Because I know you said that you're pretty much frontline. Um, I, I just want to give people, you know, a better picture of what it is that you do um, a little bit, so that you know they understand, you know, your exposure. I know you kind of talked about it briefly, but what what are some things that you you do on a day to day? Well, um, as I mentioned, I am an officer with uh, Customs and Border Protection, part of Homeland Security. Right. I work out of uh, I work out of LAX. So uh, in in the gist of things, when most people think of, you know, CBP or customs, they're thinking mm-hmm. of the people, they get us confused with TSA. <laughs> it's always funny. Are <laughs> <Hey>, you TSA? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> we are the uh, the brother agency or sister agency of uh, Border Patrol. It's uh, within Homeland Security. There's there's two components of there. Well, there's three components of, of CBP. It's a uh, Border Patrol. Customs and Border Protection, and we also have our Air and Marine Division, which awesome. is uh like planes and off the water, kind of like our like Coast Guard, but it's it's our it's it's DHS. So, anyways, okay. um, I'm out of LAX, and when I first started, what I used to do was if you were arriving on an international flight coming mm-hmm. into the United States, and you were yeah. arriving at LAX, I will be that person that's asking you pretty much the questions, you know, where you been, how long were you gone for, you know, what do you have with you. And depending on your status, if you're a citizen or if you got a green card, then we'd be going from there and all that kind of stuff. So um, I've sort of gravitated away so much from the passenger processing environment. Um, I work more in the cargo environment right now. So there's actually warehouses that's on the airfield, things that a lot of people don't really realize. But, you know, when you're taxiing and taking off, there's a lot of warehouses. So a lot of the cargo that goes through air and comes off those planes, getting taken off those planes and getting put in warehouses, various warehouses around the airfield. Um, My job is to go around and um, we, you know, we, we target certain shipments that are coming in. There are certain shipments that have a higher priority that we want to take a look at or our targeting team does that. And then they give us notification, Hey, go look at this stuff. So then we know we drive out there to these, to these warehouses and and look at a lot of things for uh, compliance measures. And that's in a nutshell, what, what I do right now, Um, things are about to change. I am about to return back to the uh, passenger processing environment, not so much on the front lines, but I will be there in a capacity where I'll be walking around talking to people because, you know, I, I miss that. I miss the interaction with people and I'm kind of getting tired of uh, talking to boxes because they don't talk back. Don't talk about 100%. Yeah. Of people. Right. Right. But that. yeah, but it's, it's, it's a very physical job, especially in the summertime when it's very hot in these warehouses and you got to be cracking open, you know, hundred hundreds of boxes, examining cargo and taking things apart and getting down and dirty and uh it's 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 fun especially when you have a good team that you're working with i'm on a very small small unit so we 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 get along very well but um that's good but that's pretty much the day-to-day as of as of right now i think things could change absolutely well i appreciate you sharing that man because you know i you know i appreciate what you do um oh thank you brother appreciate that 100 you know i feel about the police do as well you know (laughs) 
a very tough job. Like I already shared, my roommate's a police officer. So, you know, he's also been my best friend for a long time. So, you know, I definitely back what all of you do. You know, it's definitely greatly appreciated by myself. Um, I have a lot of family that's also in law enforcement, that kind of line of work. So um, I know y'all deal with a lot and y'all don't get a lot of praise when you should. So uh, definitely yeah. for us. Thanks, bro. I appreciate that. I mean, it is a it is a thankless job. Um, you're gonna do a lot of things that that people just don't notice or don't really care for because, for the most part, when you're having to as a civilian, when you're having to deal with law enforcement, it's pretty much looked at as a it's an inconvenience. Yeah, which I, I especially <laughs> in the traveling environment, you know, you're trying to get from point A to point B, yeah. and I'm the I'm the speed bump that's in the way that's making you slow your roll. So mm-hmm. I, I get it. But in, in the end, um, I try my best to when I'm dealing with people um, as of now, the mainly the people I deal with are those that work in the warehouses or work on the airfield. But regardless, you know, no matter who it is that I meet, I always try to make sure that, that I treat people with respect because I'm a big I'm a big believer of giving respect to get respect. And maybe yeah. I've just been a lucky one, but I would say 99 percent of the people I've encountered have always been receptive to me i don't know if it's just you know i don't know what it is but like i said i i always treat people with respect now there have been some knuckleheads i've dealt with where (laughs) you know you gotta speak to them in their language because they under they they understand that better (laughs) (laughs) right they they understand that a little better than uh kind words (laughs) but yeah man you know i I love my job I, i love what i do and um i didn't always want to get into law enforcement uh, I wanted to be behind the scenes in, in movie TV production and stuff like that. But yeah, know, my career, I ended up shifting, shifting my, um, my major in college to uh, criminal justice. And um, although I didn't graduate, I was blessed to be able to get myself involved into this environment. And it's been a fun ride for almost 15 years. And uh, yeah, it, it, it's great, bro. And I hope I can continue to do this. Hey, I hope so too. I hope so too. My body holds up. I'm getting old. <laughs> you keep hitting that gym, man. You're gonna be just fine. Right. Keep hitting that gym. Um, you know. So, what? What? Um, <clears throat> what are some other things on your mind tonight, man? You know, dealing with you know just life in general right now. What you got going for you? Well, you mentioned the gym. Uh, <laughs> I, I, man. Well, I as I told you, I got the. Uh, I got the shot a couple of days ago. So yesterday, oh, uh, my arm was just dead. My left arm, the, mm-hmm. like in the, in the top area, it was dead. And other than that, um, I feel fine. Like I don't feel any different now. Now physically, in my muscles, I'm very mm-hmm. sore because you know this. I've been hitting the gym like crazy the last few days in a row. So a lot of a lot of my body parts that haven't been worked in a while are getting work. So I had like a really good leg day the other day. So like the glutes and the hamstrings are just sore. So it's like yesterday I was like, huh, I could go to the gym. Then later on I was like, nah. And today I was actually dressed and ready to go. And then my wife was like, are you really sure you want to go? Like you you might want to just take it, just tone it down. You know, you on your second day or whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, that's true. (laughs) And again, with, with, with my job, when you get vaccinated, you're allowed to get two administrative days off. So I'm I'm taking 
those days and it wouldn't be right if I took an administrative day off and then, you know, you see my ass at the gym <laughs> or something like, oh, you can go to the gym, but you couldn't come to work. So, so it's like, all right, let me just take these two days and not overdo it. Let's not hurt something. And uh, tomorrow I'll, I'll be back in it. So, yeah, I mean, you asked me what's going through my mind. Like I've just been, I've been missing the gym after being off for two days now. Yeah. Yeah. And, I can imagine, man. You yeah. Know, and, you know how I feel about the gym, man. I want to go every day. Right. Yeah, right. So yeah. I'm just now right. getting back into the grind of it myself um, since yeah. having COVID. Um, yeah. I kind of, you know, for me, I took one day I went out and ran a mile um, and I was surprised I was able to just do it straight through. Um, the breathing was tough a little bit. And then, you know, I waited a couple of days and I did another one, waited a couple of days, did another one. And the last one I did was the best mile I've done in like two or three years. So okay. I felt really good about that. So then I was like, okay, like I got, I got some of that energy back a little bit. Um, but then I went back to the gym and started lifting weights, you know, um, I tried going every day one week, but I'm just being honest with you, man. I was just, I was still dealing with that fatigue. So like I could go like 20 minutes, you know, of lifting and not even lifting heavy, just lifting, you know, lightweight, just trying to get, get back in the groove. And man, I got tired, bro. <laughs> it took me like a week and a half to where, you know, I felt comfortable to start going back to F45 for me. Um, okay. So today was day three of being back at F45 and yeah, I struggled, you know, I've been struggling every day that I've gone, but I feel better for doing it though, because, you know, my breathing is getting stronger in each and every single day that I go. So next oh, week, yeah. uh, doing both F45 and, and the weights, you know, and I'll just, yeah. my body can go from there. Yeah. Those boot camps are something else. I mean, you, you, you <laughs> yeah, think man. you're in shape and then you get to those boot camps and you realize, <laughs> no, you're, no, you're not, or there's right. just, <laughs> it, it it's just a different way of working your body, which is which is great. I mean, the, yeah. the way that these um uh, these trainers are um, finding ways of I guess the whole word is movement or moving yeah. now. You know, that's what they call it, movement. And uh, the the new things you see, you know, these these folks, these trainers on Instagram, the stuff that they're doing is just like, wow, and that's amazing what you can make your body do. It's no longer just lift weights. Yeah. And then go run because you can lift all the ways you want, but then okay, do some push ups, and it's like, whoa, that's that's yep. a whole, it's a whole new ball game. Yeah, it's a whole different ball game, exactly. Um, you know, lifting is one thing, but then when you got to push up 240 pounds, it's like, whoa, wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's it's it feels different, and you know, yeah, sadly, I ain't Chuck Norris, I can't push the earth away from me, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> on it <laughs> right like the the biggest thing that you know i like about these group classes i know a lot of people aren't big fans of it and that's fine you know to each their own um but what i like about it is the camaraderie um you know i've always played sports too so you know you have that team atmosphere and right you know you're going at the same time every day so you're usually in that class with somebody that you know is there every single day at that time so you know it just kind of becomes like a little miniature family Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I enjoy it. You know, it's a challenge. You know, I ain't going to sit here and, and lie that it's, you know, easy for me right now because I'm not in the shape I used to be 10 years ago. That's for sure. Um, when I was playing, you know, semi-professional baseball and all that fun stuff. But, you know, it's a challenge and it's fun seeing, 
you know, other people, different levels um, pushing. And I'm gonna be honest with you, there's some there's some people in there. I'm just like, man, you are a machine because they just don't stop. Like the whole 45 minutes, they're going like one right. the whole time. And I'm like, man, but that's also motivation for me because I'm competitive. I'm like, I'm gonna be there in like two months. Give me two months, I'm gonna get there. Right. You know what I mean? So you know that's well, yeah, my- man. Keep up the work. Keep up the work because, you know, it's being noticed and it's it's providing motivation. You know, I draw strength from from my friends that are out there doing it every day. And it's like, Jay, why can't you do it? Why can't you get out there? What's your excuse? And that's just been the thing, man. I just got to stop making excuses. It's like I know what I need to do. Well, okay, you know what you need to do and just do it. Yeah, that 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 is the hardest part is just doing it, getting that initial workout out of the way and especially for someone like me who i don't have any you know any gym buddies partner to go with it's just me in there by myself around people and faces i don't know so it's it it can be overwhelming especially if you have not been in the gym in a very long time yeah you just get in there like what the hell do i do and man i'm just it's like a fish out of water it's just like when you haven't when you haven't hooped in a long time and you yep. finally go and the ball gets in your hands and you're like, whoa, whoa. you know, it's all, it's all over the place. But it comes back. It comes yep. back to you. And I'm I mean, I'm getting I've gotten to the point where I enjoy it. Yeah, I, I enjoy going and working out. And you know, it's just it, it, it makes you also think when you're about to eat bad, like, wait a minute, you just put yourself mm. through all that pain yesterday yep. and you must throw it all away because you want to give in and eat this. No, put that back. Yeah. Man, that's that's so true. Cause like the other day, um, actually it was last night. I just got done with F forty five, and right next door to the building where we work out at is Chipotle. Now mm. I'm not Chipotle ain't got good food, healthy food, but if I'm getting Chipotle, I ain't getting healthy. I'll tell you that right now. Right. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> but, you know, but I was just like, man, I just worked my butt off. Like I'm not about to have me this big old quesarito burrito like right now. Like that ain't gonna. What's the point in that? I'm just, you know, I just burned 750 calories. Now I'm about to go put back in 1600. Uh, hard pass. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, um, but yeah, I mean, you're right, man. Now, getting back into the swing of it, you know, is is always tough, you know, and, and I went probably a year without working out um, and I hated it because I hated how I looked, you know, and I'm going to share with you my testimony about, you know, getting into this really healthy kick here since I moved to Phoenix You know, I I just looked at myself in the mirror and I just told myself straight up, you know, hey, you don't like how you look. Pity party's over. What you going to do about it? Right. You know what I mean? Like I literally had a face to face conversation with myself in the mirror one day. I made sure my roommate wasn't here. So I didn't think I was weird. But, you know, the pity party's over. What are you going to do about where you're at and what's going to be your game plan? So, you know, I hit YouTube really hard. I found this uh, trainer that I liked um, and followed him and ended up buying his workout and that's kind of what I've been following um, when I go to the gym and lift. So I'm not just going there blindly. Um, and then my buddy's wife, uh, one of my other buddies, who's also a police officer here in, in the Phoenix area. Um, she invited me to F 45 one day, you know, and I was thinking it was just going to be like a group class at, you know, the gym that we work at work out at. Right. I didn't know that F 45 was a completely different gym. Like I didn't know anything about it until, we showed up and we started, I was like, this ain't what I thought I was getting myself into. Right. 
And I just fell in love with it. I was like, man, like I want to do this and lift because where I want to be weight wise, you know, I'm going to need to do both because weight training is important. High intensity interval training. I don't like cardio, but this is the best way I could do it because I can knock it out in 45 minutes and not even realize all of what I just did because I'm just pushing with a group of people, you know, so that's kind of where I'm at, man. Well, no, man, you're right, man. It's it's just like like we say, it's just basically it comes down to you. You got to make that decision. It's a mental, it's a mental hurdle. You know, when yep. you getting in, getting in shape, losing weight, trying to maintain it. It's it's more mental and diet than it is about the actual working out. Yeah, and, diet's the biggest part too. Right. Uh, I I will say you have to research your exercises because if you do want to look a certain way, which you know this, but I'm saying it's more for your listeners. Right. If you want to look a certain way, you can't just go in there and just start busting the big, the big heavy duty weights out and thinking that you're about to slim down. I mean, yeah, yeah. you may slim as in losing body fat because yep. muscle, muscle, muscle weighs more than fat, but it's more compact. It's right. smaller. Right. How, However, <laughs> you don't want to go in there and just start clanging and banging all the, you know, going there and give me the, the hundred pound curls because yep. that's what everyone else is doing. Like, no, it's like riding a motorcycle. You got to ride or work out within your limits. What's good for you? Just because the other dude over here is throwing up heavier weights, don't let your ego get into it. They're doing something different. You know, maybe yeah. that person is trying to put on muscle. And for someone like me, I'm trying to lean out. But yeah. I want to keep I want to keep my strength, but I want to lose body fat and get some of this weight off my joints. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, you know, just like you said, man, for anybody who's interested in working out, I, I suggest that you do some research. Um, there's a lot there. You can put in a quick Google search and you can find a lot of different things. Um, Jim Stepani is uh, one of the trainers I, I like to read, follow on YouTube. Um, he's got great stuff. He actually shows you how to actually properly do the lifts. Um, you know, he's got a degree from Harvard, so I'm pretty sure he knows what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he has his own um, supplement lines and things of that nature, too. But, you know, whatever it is that you're looking for, there's a there's somebody out there that's got articles or somebody out there that's got videos to show you how to do certain things, um, get you the look that you're looking for. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, do your homework first. And I'll just go in. And don't just go in there and start doing 110% because then you're going to be hurting the next day and then you're not going to want to come back. And the goal is to keep coming back. Um, right. You know, so like if I ever take any time off, I look like a punk <laughs> when I'm in the gym. I'm starting out with lightweight. I'm doing, you know, sets of 20, you know, and taking it easy, focusing on form, you know, and making sure that I'm doing things right. And I'm not trying to hurt myself and I'm not trying to hate working out. That's not the goal. So, right. But, you're 100% correct. So definitely do your homework and, you know, get after that free health care is important. It's important for your health. It's important for your mindset. You know, it really boosts your ego, your confidence and yourself too as well. Because when you're taking care of yourself, you take pride in yourself. And then next thing you notice, that's also taking over at work too. You're going to take more pride in what you're doing every day. So mm -hmm. I'm a big component for working out. Well, Jason, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you jumping on with me tonight. You know, it's definitely been a great conversation. Um, it's been a long time in the making. You know, I know our schedules are completely different. You go to work, <laughs> you know, when people are supposed to be sleeping. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you're getting off, 
you know, when, when people are in the middle of their day of work, you know, so um, appreciate you making the time for me here this evening. Um, you know, so let everybody know, put your plugs in here, let them know how they can get in touch with you, follow you, uh, listen to any of your podcasts that you have. Um, go ahead and do that real quick. Well, the show that I host is called, it's called The Show with Jay and Mike. And you can tweet the show at the show J Mike M I K E. All right, that's that's our uh, that's our Twitter handle for uh, for our uh, podcast. Excellent. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, thank you, man. I I I appreciate you know you hitting me up and us having this conversation because these are the kind of conversations that need to be had and people need to hear. Yeah, 100%, man. I appreciate you taking the time to to chat with me, man, and, you know, tell the family hi for me, of course. You know, indeed, bro. I wish you all well. Um, Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be it here for this evening. Uh, Again, I'm Joseph Chisholm. I'm the host of the Uncommon Sense Podcast. And if you want to get a hold of me or follow me, I'm at Twitter at at Diggy, which is D as in David, I-G-G-Y. Chiz, C-H-I-Z, underscore 21. I have a link to my podcast there, too, as well. Um, So you can check us out, follow with us on Twitter. Uh, We definitely have a good time. But appreciate y'all listening. Love y'all. God bless. Jason, you have a good night, sir. All right, you too, brother. All right, man. Have a good one. Yep.